0: Good morning, friends. Today is Thursday, the 24th of September 2020. Our readings for this morning are Psalm 83, Judith twelve, one through 20, Acts 19, 11 through 20, and the Gospel of Luke, chapter 4, verses 14 through 30. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, Let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior, Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy One is in our midst. O come. Let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture, and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. The Holy One is in our midst. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 83. O God, do not keep silence. Do not hold your peace or be still, O God. Even now, your enemies are in tumult. Those who hate you have raised their heads. They lay crafty plans against your people. They consult together against those whom you protect. They say, come, let us wipe them out as a nation. Let the name of Israel be remembered no more. They conspire with one accord. Against you they make a covenant. The tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gibal and Ammon and Amalek, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyr, Assyria also has joined them. They are the strong arm of the children of Lot. Do to them as you did to Midian, to Sezerah and Jabin at the Wadi Kishon, who were destroyed at Endor, who became dung for the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, all their princes like Zeba and Zalmunna, who said, Let us take the pastures of God for our own possession. O my God, make them like whirling dust, like chaff before the wind. As fire consumes the forest, as the flame sets the mountains ablaze, so pursue them with your tempest and terrify them with your hurricane. Fill their faces with shame so that they may seek your name, O God. Let them be put to shame and dismayed forever. Let them perish in disgrace. Let them know that you alone, whose name is God, are the most high over all the earth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the book of Judith, chapter 12, verses 1 through 20. Then he commanded them to bring her in where his silver dinnerware was kept, and ordered them to set a table for her with some of his own delicacies, and with some of his own wine to drink. But Judith said, I cannot partake of them, or it will be an offense. But I have enough with the things I brought with me. Holofernes said to her, If your supply runs out, where can we get you more of the same? For none of your people are here with us. Judith replied, As surely as you live, My lord, your servant will not use up the supplies I have with me before the lord carries out by my hand what he has determined. Then the servants of Holofernes brought her into the tent, and she slept until midnight. Toward the morning watch, she got up and sent this message to Hellerfernes. Let my lord now give orders to allow your servant to go out and pray. So Heller... Holofernes commanded his guards not to hinder her. She remained in the camp three days. She went out each night to the valley of Bethulia and bathed at the spring in the camp. After bathing, she prayed the Lord God of Israel to direct her way for the triumph of God's people. Then she returned purified and stayed in the tent until she ate her food toward evening. On the fourth day, Holofernes held a banquet for his personal attendance only. He did not invite any of his officers. He said to Begoas, the eunuch who had charge of his personal affairs, Go and persuade the Hebrew woman who is in your, ca- in your care to join us and to eat and drink with us. For it, would be a deg- for it would be a disgrace if we let such a woman go without having intercourse with her. If we do not seduce her, she will laugh at us. <laughs> so Begoas left the presence of Hellerfernes and approached her and said, Let this pretty girl not hesitate to come to my Lord and to be honored in his presence, and to enjoy drinking wine with us, and to become today like one of the Assyrian women who serve in the palace of Nebuchadnezzar. Judith replied, Who am I to refuse my Lord? Whatever pleases him, I will do at once, and it will be a joy to me until the day of my death. So she proceeded to dress herself in all her woman's finery. Her maid went ahead and spread for her on the ground before Holofernes, the lambskins she had received from Begoas for her daily use in reclining. Then Judith came in and lay down. Holofernes's heart was ravished with her. And his passion was aroused, for he had been waiting for an opportunity to seduce her from the day he first saw her. So Holofernes said to her, Have a drink and be merry with us. Judith said, I will gladly drink, my lord, because today is the greatest day in my whole life. Then she took what her maid had prepared and ate and drank before him. Holofernes was greatly pleased with her and drank a great quantity of wine, much more than he had ever drunk in one day since he was born. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle J, a song of Judith. I will sing a new song to my God, for you are great and glorious, wonderful in strength, invincible, Let the whole creation serve you, for you spoke and all things came into being. You sent your breath and it formed them. No one is able to resist your voice. Mountains and seas are stirred to their depths. Rocks melt like wax at your presence. But to those who fear you, you continue to show mercy. No sacrifice, however fragrant, can please you. But whoever fears God shall stand in your sight forever. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Acts, chapter 19, verses 11 through 20. God did extraordinary miracles (laughs) through Paul. So that when the handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were brought to the sick, their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some itinerant Jewish exorcists tried to use the name of Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Svea were doing this. But the evil spirit said to them in reply, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered them all, and so overpowered them that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. When this became known to all residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, everyone was awestruck, and the name of the Lord Jesus was praised. Also, many of those who became believers confessed and disclosed their practices. A number of those who practiced magic collected their books and burned them publicly. When the value of these books was calculated, it was found to come to 50,000 silver coins. So the word of God grew mightily and prevailed. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle Canticle 16, the Song of Zechariah. Blessed are you, God, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. Through your holy prophets you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham and our mother Sarah to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before God to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about Jesus spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom he stood up to read and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was where it was written the spirit of God is upon me because God has anointed me to bring good news to the poor God has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to let the oppressed go free to proclaim the year of God's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, "Doubtless you will quote me, you will quote to me this proverb, doctor, cure yourself." And you will say, "Do you hear also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum?" And he said, "Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown." But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up 3 years and 6 months. And there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them, except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in, in Israel at the time of the prophet Elijah. And none of them was cleansed, except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of the town and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. So I think it's really interesting that the hostility comes, as my commentary says, not in response to Jesus, (coughs) excuse me, not in response to Jesus' messianic claims, but in response to his references to Gentiles. It was so outside that community's willingness to understand or openness. To accept this other people group that they drove their savior out of town and were going to throw him over a cliff. Do you see that happening now? Groups among whom the animosity is so great. That they seek to destroy anyone who appears to be on the other side. I think we do. We have two police officers in California who were just sitting in their car when they were shot. We have George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and way too many. Black men and women and children who weren't doing anything and were murdered. This is the extreme to which fear and perceived scarcity can go to murder. And when we murder each other, as trite as this might sound, we are murdering Christ. There is the divine in all of us, all of us, each and every one. And it doesn't just break Jesus' heart, though it does when we take the life of one of our siblings. It is as though we are taking his own again. And our only hope is that just as in Christ's death Which was also a wrongful death. A murder like these. Just as in Christ's death, there was resurrection, so also we know that there is resurrection for Brianna and for George and for all of God's children. And just as through Jesus' death came in a terrible way, blessing. So we must not allow the martyrdom of our siblings to be in vain. We must come together. And end racism and violence. It is what all of these would have wanted. It is what Jesus wants. It is our purpose. I do not know how to say it more strongly than that, my friends. It is what we were made for. We are here now in this time, in this place, to make this change in the world. And we must all do our part. And it is not easy, it is hard. And it is frightening, perhaps most frightening, because we face our own inmost fears, insecurities, and doubts. Deep, deep deep-seated things that shake the foundations of who we thought we were supposed to be. But friends, all that needs to fall to the wayside who we're supposed to be as bringers of justice and equality, healers of this nation and this world, down to the very bones of the earth. So may God reveal to each of us what our particular action is. May we accept this our position in this moment may we do what we are called to do Amen God can act through us In inconceivable ways, when we read the book of Judith, it reads like a play. I mean, the dramatic irony in today's reading is so poignant. <laughs> it's so taut, And it seems so bizarre that this reverse seduction would be the way that God works. But if Judith was sure. Judith purified herself and prayed every day. And I don't want you to think that purifying means something like scourging oneself or cleansing oneself of all sin. The fact is that we are forgiven. And what I believe is meant by purifying is coming to God and cooperatively with God removing anything that stands in the way of our hearing God it's cleaning out the conduit you've heard me talk about that before whatever is blocking our reception getting rid of it getting rid of it might be sound too negative healing it cleansing it however that is put and that doesn't mean beating up on ourselves it doesn't mean scourging ourselves with whips or making ourselves feel guilty. I, I knew someone once who told me that he, being raised in a certain faith's denomination, couldn't go to church unless he left feeling bad about himself. That was his association. That is not what God wants for us. That is adding things in, adding junk in, blocking the conduit instead of removing obstacles. So I pray that any obstacle between us And God, internal, external, or otherwise, be removed so that we can hear clearly, see clearly, feel clearly, and be guided clearly by God. And may we be open to the unexpected. Amen. I think that's all I have to say today feeling kind of sad about the plight of our world at the moment. I find myself struggling lately with releasing the things that weigh on me to God. I find myself carrying the burdens and having a hard time somehow allowing them to be lifted up. So my prayer for all of us is that we would remember that we do not carry these sorrows and griefs alone. It can seem like so much when we open our hearts to pray for all of those afflicted. But Christ is with us. Christ came for this. Jesus, we give all of these weights to you. We know that we are simply pass-throughs. We are honored. We are honored to receive the sorrows, the griefs, the joys, the triumphs, the defeats of all of our siblings of your creation. But we know, we remember that we are not meant to hold on to them, that we are simply messengers. We carry them to you. God, thank you for letting us be a part of each other's travel. Thank you for honoring us with carrying each other's burdens. And God, I am so blessed to be the recipient of so much. And I give it all to you. All of it. Amen. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. We will use again, in place of suffrages, the litany of healing found on page 33 of Enriching Our Worship, Volume 2. Let us name before God those for whom we offer our prayers. God the Creator, your will for all people is health and salvation. We praise you and thank you, O God. God the Incarnate, you came that we might have life and might have it more abundantly. We praise you and thank you, O God. God the Holy Spirit, you make our bodies the temple of your presence. We praise you and thank you, O God. Holy Trinity, one God, in you we live and move and have our being. We praise you and thank you, O God. God, grant your healing grace to all who are sick, injured, or disabled, that they, may ma- that they may be made whole. Hear us, O God of life. Grant to all who seek your guidance and to all who are lonely, anxious, or despondent a knowledge of your will and an awareness of your presence. Hear us, O God of life. Mend broken relationships and restore those in emotional distress to soundness of mind and serenity of spirit. Hear us, O God of life. Bless physicians, nurses, and all others who minister to the suffering, granting them wisdom and skill, sympathy and patience. Hear us, O God of life. Grant the dying peace and a holy death. And uphold by the grace and consolation of your Holy Spirit those who are bereaved. Hear us, O God of life. Restore to wholeness whatever is broken by human sin in our lives, in our nation, and in the world. Hear us, O God of life. You are God who does wonders, you have declared your power among the peoples. With you, O God, is the well of life, and in your light we see light. Hear us, O God of life, heal us and make us whole. Let us pray. Almighty God, giver of life and health, send your blessing on all who are sick and upon those who minister to them, that all weakness may be vanquished by the triumph of the risen Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. O God, the author of peace and lover of concord, to know you as eternal life and to serve you as perfect freedom, defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. O blessed God, you minister to all who came to you. Look with compassion upon all who through addiction have lost their health and freedom. Restore to them the assurance of your unfailing mercy. Remove from them the fears that beset them. Strengthen them in the work of their recovery. And to those who care for them, give patient understanding and persevering love. Amen. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, where there is sadness, joy, grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love in the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory, and we pray. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road. And may God's blessing be with us always. Amen.